32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors. Welcome back to 32GI Sports Nutrition with myself, Mr. Active David Katz, and Mark Wolf. Now, today we're going to give you, we talked about sugar in the previous one. Today we're going to give you the lowdown on soft drinks, or in South Africa, as we like to call them, cool drinks. You go overseas, you're asking to shop for a cool drink, and they give you a very funny look, but very common phrase for a soft drink in South Africa. Now, you get, of course, ones with a lot of sugar in, but over the years, there are the, the sugar-free ones. So we're going to look at across the board and... Uh, you know, if there are any benefits to it. So first of all, Mark, that's my, my opening question to you. And any is there a case when soft drinks are actually good for you? I don't think anything unnatural is good for you. Um, I mean, that I need to state, you know, up front. Um, uh, that word soft drink to me is, uh, it might be soft from a drink point of view, but it's hard on the system. So it should be maybe a hard drink. But the problem is, is that um, it's it, it's basically if you're looking at the sugar-based drinks and not the alternatives like you've mentioned, as far as the you know the the sugar-free products go, I think there's a very big problem here in that, um, and this is what I tell people even when you make a smoothie, you know sometimes you can put too much health into your smoothie, and when you when you swallow it, I mean the amount of calories that are in that particular drink are excessive; they could be in the thousands. And the problem is, is that when somebody consumes a soft drink, um, they end up doing the same thing. They overconsume. Um, maybe also because of the addictive properties, but the amount of calories that are in there are also they become very excessive because they don't stop at one glass. They, st- they can go two, three, four, five, and and it carries on and on. Um, so I think that that's uh, that's something that's important uh, to realize. I think it's just uh, you know if you are going to drink a soft drink, I would say that it needs to be a treat drink. Um, very, very rare as far as a, a proper nutrition program goes. Um, not something that should be consumed frequently. Um, since sugar got the bad rap, we're seeing more and more people now switching, as you mentioned earlier, switching to sugar-free soft drinks. Uh, and those can be even those can be far worse uh, because of the um, unnatural properties of those drinks. Uh, they're very much chemical, and. Uh, and to me, consuming chemicals is just not what we need to be consuming as far as human beings go because we don't know what the damage is going to be on a physiological level. So, so it's a very big problem. Um, people want to lose weight, so they love their soft drink, so they switch to a sugar-free version. Is it better? Not necessarily. You know, fizz has also got its issues. Um, in actual fact, uh, consuming carbon dioxide, even uh, fizzy water, um, can cause weight issues. In actual fact... Um, uh, there has been a research that has shown that it actually uh, assists in generation of fat production, and that's a soda water, for example. So the question is not just uh, a soft drink, it's also a carbonated drink that we should also be talking about. But if you look at the components of, of these drinks, they're very, very much unnatural. Most of them are unnatural. If you've got the choice to, between a sugar drink, which is natural, uh, a soft drink, which is contains sugar and is natural, and a non-sugar-based drink, which is unnatural, I would say rather go for the sugar-based drink, which is natural. Um, you know, that's, that to me would be a better solution. But again, and I mentioned this in the podcast we spoke about on sugar, you know, limit the intake um, and, and take it at the proper time as well. 
Now, Mark, I mean, yes, you can overload your system with sugar, put your liver under some real stress, but it is something natural. It's something that your liver does know how to break down and, and work through the system. Looking at the, the stuff that's not natural, what sort of happens in the body when these things are added? And, I mean, you, you talk about the difference they added them for most people with weight loss and, and they don't want the sugar, but sort of from a, from a brain point of view, what message do they tend to see or is that research not quite there? Could the research show that your brain is, is thinking the same thing but at the same time your body can't um, sort of process it? I think it's a very, look, it's a very interesting question. Um, I'm not sure how to answer it exactly you know, accurately, but, you know, I do want to say a, a few things. Uh, firstly, um, again, when you're consuming a replacement sugar drink, again, you're still, you're still training your brain to crave sugar, so you're not really getting away from that. And you are taking in something that's unnatural. Um, interesting enough, I'm actually studying another, um, through another university, um, and one of the uh, courses that I'm doing at the, at the moment is something called epigenetics, and it is how consumption of certain... Um, nutrients or foods can trigger a disposition, a gene to a specific disposition. So if you've got a gene that has got a, a cancer disposition, for example, certain foods that you take in could trigger that cancer gene. It's a very, very interesting course. Um, and when I think about natural versus unnatural, the chances of triggering these things would come probably mostly from probably pollutants to the body. And I would say that that is... Um, in an unnatural format. So taking chemicals would obviously, the risks of triggering such a thing would be a lot higher than taking in something that's natural. And you mentioned that, yes, our bodies know how to break down sugar. The minute, in actual fact, I mean, many years ago, Asko Jokendrup, who's a very top sports scientist, did what's called the mouth rinse test. And uh, what they did was they took two sets of athletes. Um, uh, during exercise, they, they basically wanted to measure performance uh, with carbohydrate intake. The one group of athletes all they had to do was um, consume the drink completely and they would measure a slight increase in performance, you know, with that intake. And then when they went to the other group of athletes, uh, they, they didn't allow them to consume the drink. They only allowed them to do what's called the mouth rinse. In other words, put it into the mouth, swirl it around, spit it out. So they weren't allowed to. Both sets of athletes reached the same level of performance after consumption or non-consumption, just the mouth rinse, which shows you that the minute the, 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 the palate touches something sugar like that, the brain already identifies it and knows exactly what it needs to do to the body. The question is, what is the brain going to do when something that mimics a sugar goes into the body and, uh, and then tries to process it? Because it's going to try and process it in a specific manner and we don't know how it's processed in the body and what it exactly does. I mean, yes, there's a lot of science and evidence and research before these things are released in market to show what happens with the body. But over time, and like I mentioned, this epigenetics is we don't know what kind of trigger it will cause at a later stage or what kind of health issues it will bring up later in life. So I'm very, very against um, any unnatural soft drinks. Um, I'm against soft drinks completely. Um, but again, if you go for something, rather go for something completely natural. Now, another problem, sugar and non-nutritive sweeteners aside, is the weird and wacky and wonderful colors that soft drinks tend to come in. I mean, so it's not just sugar that is an issue. Yeah, that's a... That's something that I always think about. Um, and because I am in the sports nutrition industry, I understand colors and flavors in products. Uh, one of the things at 32GR that we do is we make sure that our, our colors and flavors are completely natural. 
So, I mean, just as an example, if you're looking at our raspberry drink, I mean, yes, you might see E numbers, but um, the E number that is uh, for our raspberry drink from a color perspective is actually beetroot, which is a natural derivative. We use carrot in our orange products, and we actually, in our blue products, we actually use spirulina, which is extremely expensive, but one of the colors in the world that is very common is something called brilliant blue, and if we had to put that color into our products, we would be forced, for, from a European standard, we would be forced to label the product, this will cause concentration issues in children. And that is not something that I would ever want to have on a product. And that has been researched and proven by the European Food Safety Authority. So there's a lot of things that go in products. You know, South Africa, um, I don't think is at the level of the European standards uh, right now. Um, but so consumption of uh, unnatural colors is definitely going to impact you from a health perspective. There's absolutely no doubt at all. If you are going to consume a drink and it is got color to it, make sure it's completely natural. So, you know, parents will come to me and say to me, well, then what soft drink is suitable for my children? And I'm like, well, water is a brilliant, brilliant soft drink. You know, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, that is the source of love. But from a treat, from a treat perspective, I would look at something that's a clear liquid if it's got and probably got sugar. So it's like sugar water. You know, why don't you just add a teaspoon of lemon and honey and make your own lemonade at, at home or something? You know, that's just a brilliant drink. But, I mean, if you take something like a, that's a clear liquid, as far as the soft drink goes, it's got no unnatural additives to it, um, you're far, far safer. So some people have asked me, you know, and I'll mention this, so some people have said to me, you know, um, uh, you know, what about a purple compared to a black? And the interesting thing is, is that like purple and orange and greens and all these colors are, are, are generally very, very unnatural. Uh, black is generally what's it's caramelized sugar, so it's actually burnt sugar, so it's probably more natural than going with a, with a, with a, with a different color. And, and, and uh, color represents taste, so uh, it's, it's a very, very good uh, marketing tool. You know, people see color, um, that taste is already in, inside of them and they know what, they, they know what to expect. Now, Mark, lastly, when it comes to soft drinks, it can be a favorite for a lot of sportsmen, be it a runner, be it someone who cycles, mountain biking or road cycling. I mean, there's a culture in South Africa, a running culture of guys just running on a little bit of soft drink mixed with water. Uh, yes, it can spike the sugar and, and it does do that. But in that case, you know, I mean, I don't know what to say. It, is there a benefit? There is obviously a benefit, but is the benefit of having it worth taking it? Look, I think there's a, there's a big legacy where people are drinking uh, soft drinks combined with water. I mean, in, in the States as well, it, it's been quite a thing, um, you know, through some races. But South Africa's definitely got a culture. Um, it does work for some people. For some people, it doesn't work. And I always say, you know, the way you train is the way you should feel yourself. And, um, you know, everybody's stomach has got different rates of absorption. Um, it's got a different impact on the system. Um you know, again, you still got to worry about this, um, these endurance events, long endurance events, you know, taking comrades into account, etc. you know, about blood sugar sparking and dropping all the time. Because, you know, all these people are considered to be sometimes, wow, they're such great athletes or elite athletes and they do so well in what they're doing. Uh, the truth of the matter is maybe some of them can get away with quite a bit. But the thing is, late in life, you see that a lot of these people do land up with health issues and they do land up with... Uh, with, um, you know, diseases like diabetes, for example, um, and, and it's just a simple example, um, you just never know how it's going to impact you. You know, the choices you make when you're younger are definitely going to impact you when you're older, and I think that it's very important to, you know, to try and still, I still believe in trying to keep it as natural as possible. Um, 
one of the other things we haven't spoken about is also the flavors in the drink. Um, I think flavors are another issue. Uh, you get different types of flavors. You get natural flavors. You get nature identical, which is actually as close to natural as it will come from a molecular structure. Um, but then you get also um, unnatural flavors. Unnatural flavors generally are... Um, there's a much broader range of unnatural flavors across the globe and you know obviously you've got so many different strengths of unnatural flavors but again it's chemical and if you're going to look at a product especially if it's a soft drink or whatever drink it is rather go for a natural flavor as opposed to an unnatural flavor or at least nature identical at the very least because you know that's probably a lot better for your health in the long run than something that's unnatural i think the bottom line is is from what we're discussing here is that um, you know, sugar's been given a bad rap, but again, it's natural. And, um, you know, why should you go to a chemical-based drink to avoid something that's natural because you're worried about maybe weight gain, etc.? You know, again, everything in moderation, and I'd say keep it as natural as possible, but if, if it's in moderation, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, well, there you have it, some valuable advice. And, and one thing I like, if you know, I, I also try to stay away from the soft drinks, is something like a little bit of, um, I know you talked about the carbon issue as well, but to have a soda water with lime, and again, a decent lime, not a cheap lime, one that's made with, as Mark talked about, more natural colorants and more natural flavors. So that's a good alternative, possibly, if you are looking. But from Mark Wolf and myself, Mr. Active David Katz, we will catch up with you again on the next edition. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.